All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You don't have to do that. Thank you for tuning Something about the show that you like, and I appreciate that. That's fine. That's good. Uh, we have an emergency situation. I'm usually talking about the weather, how good it is in Chicago, and it, it's beautiful. It's great. It's wonderful. But uh, Florence grows and it flows. The storm's outer band bands begin to lush coast as forecasters warn it could sit for days. Wow. So we just want to once again, as we did on the yesterday show, and uh, we want to uh, uh, send our thoughts and prayers out to those people in harm's way. Um, this is just awful. Okay. Um, they got all kinds of uh, ways where you can watch the storm or watch the uh, landing or the eye of the storm on the internet. And, you know, it's, it's nearly 70,000 people are without power in North Carolina. Wow. Uh, Florence might dump 10 trillion gallons of rain on North Carolina, 10 trillion gallons of water rain. Okay. Uh, on North Carolina. And it's a, it's it's bad. It's bad. And Trump is saying that he's ready. Well, he wasn't ready for Maria. And as you've probably heard and already know that Trump is, is denying uh, that uh, the uh, that the hurricane uh, Maria that hit Puerto Rico a year or so ago. Um did not kill or take 3,000 lives. He said the Democrats planted that, so uh, he's blaming the Democrats for planting that number and says they planted it, they said that to make him look bad. Wow. When you thought Trump couldn't get any lower or any dumber or any stupider, he does. I mean, he just comes out and says he doesn't give a damn about anybody. He doesn't care about nobody. He doesn't have any empathy for anybody. However, that's one of the jobs of a president is to have empathy, is to go to these dev- these sites of devastation and, you know, send FEMA, I mean, money, uh, uh, things of sorts to rebuild, uh, send medicine. Uh, food to some of these folks Uh, Trump doesn't understand it because he doesn't give a damn about people he the guy's got six bankruptcies Uh, he's lost lost millions and millions and millions of dollars in business ventures the guy's a failure everything he touch goes to fuck every every person around him Every good, decent person around him goes to fuck because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump taints people with with that uh, uh, with his odor of with his odor of corruption. He's going to sit there and lie like a dog and and blame this on Democrats. They, and he says it wasn't 3,000 deaths. 
that happened in Puerto Rico. It was 16. <laughs> I just have to laugh at this. He said it was 16 deaths, not 3,000. That the 3,000 number was inflated by Democrats to make him look bad. Wow. When are Republicans going to do something about this guy? The longer he languishes in office, the more he makes them look awful and the more they are going to lose in the midterms. And they're going to lose badly. They can't lose, you know, by a point or two. As I said on the show yesterday, people have to really, really vote. I mean, we have to actually send a message to, to these clowns, these fuckers. Uh, in office, I'm, and I'm talking about Congress. Not do anything. They will not stand up to Donald Trump. They will not check and balance his ass because they're afraid. Donald Trump told them, "Hey, if you impeach me, you guys are going to be poor," and they believe it. These rich son of a bitches believe it. That if they get rid of Donald Trump, they're going to be poor. Yikes, 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 yikes. America is in a bad way here, folks. Bad way. And and Paul Ryan comes out and says that (laughs) casualties doesn't make someone look bad. People dying, people dead make him look bad. The inflated number makes him look bad. The only thing that makes Donald Trump look bad is, is himself. He makes himself look bad. Awfully bad. <laughs> I mean, really bad. I mean, when you can't, when you don't think this guy can get any lower, he does. And before that, I think he said something about Florence uh, the uh, a day or two uh, about it's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Big and wet. Those are the biggest words he could use. Tremendously. He used that twice as if he just learned it. How to say uh, tremendously But he knew how to say big and wet <laughs> Some guy who posted said Sounds like a, a Sexual come on or something But he actually uh, Said that the hurricane Was big and wet He sat behind a, I guess he was in the Oval Office Sitting behind his desk And made these stupid comments I'm going to say it straight. I mean, I think if anybody supports Donald Trump, if anybody believes the shit that comes out of his mouth, then the hell with him. You're just as stupid and dumb as he is. If you believe everything that comes out of his mouth, if you defend him, you're out there uh, uh, defending him and his bullshit like Sarah Sanders. I mean, she's just eating out of Donald Trump's. I mean, she's out there defending him left and right and looking silly and dumb and ignorant doing it. Donald Trump supporters are just deplorable. I mean, Hillary Clinton said it, but I think they're a lot more than just deplorable. They're disgusting. If they support this man, they're disgusting. You know what? They don't mind being called. Some of them don't mind being called disgusting and deplorable. They'll take it. And they're still going to uh, support Trump. But I do know this. I'm, I do know a lot of Trump supporters are pulling away from him. A lot of Republicans are pulling away from him. 
They're complaining about him. But the thing about the Republicans, when they're complaining about him, they have the power to do something, but they don't do anything. They complain about Trump. They don't like what he's doing. They don't like what he's saying. They don't like him, period. But they will not do anything about him when they have the power to do so. We don't need Mueller's at this point, we don't even need Mueller's investigation. We don't even need the, con- the conclusion of Mueller's investigation. Trump has done and said so many stupid-ass things, it's, it's a shame. And I'm saying the reason why Trump is bringing up uh, the hurricane, Puerto Rico, and the numbers, uh, saying the numbers of the people who died are inflated, he's trying to distract most of us or all of us away from the best-selling book by Bob Woodward on his shitty-ass administration. It's a distraction. Just like when he said to uh, Florence, uh, the hurricane in the, on the East Coast, he said that was big and wet. Uh, he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But it was a distraction. It was a total distraction. And just when you think Donald Trump can't get any lower, he gets lower. And his supporters support him. And I'll say this. If you support Donald Trump, <laughs> then you are a shithead. You are deplorable. And there are still people out here who support him. Stupid. And they're just as stupid and dumb and ignorant as he is. Fox News, believe it or not, some people, some uh, people on Fox News are uh, criticizing Trump also, but they're not criticizing him to the point where they're going to uh, totally, totally uh, 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 banish him. They're not going to do that because Fox is Donald Trump's favorite cable television news station. That's his favorite because they treat him with kid gloves. They support him and everything goofy and lying thing he says. You know, it it, it just grows and grows and grows. This shit keeps growing and growing and growing around Donald Trump. I I had some clips here. I didn't upload them yet, so we'll probably do them next week. And anyway, um, you know, Donald Trump is, uh, is, is a mess, but the most important thing to be talking about here, folks, is Florence, the hurricane, and they're saying that the lighthouse, the, the lighthouse ocean camera shows storms intensity. Wow. Huge waves crash onto the outer banks of North Carolina. This hurricane is Florence uh, projected path. Once again, nearly 70,000, uh, 70,000 without power in North Carolina. You know, so, and also breaking news, Manafort, Paul Manafort, okay, Trump's one-time manager, Manafort and Mueller are close to a deal for a guilty plea. In other words, Manafort is getting ready to talk. He's getting ready to sing. And what is he going to talk and sing about? The Trump administration. Trump's got some more shit coming after him. Trump has 
had all of this crap coming after him, and he has more stuff coming after him with Manafort. Manafort is going to tell what he knows on Donald Trump. So he gets her sentence, or maybe get out of jail. So he's going to tell what he knows uh, on Donald Trump, the Trump administration. In my estimation, I think Trump should resign. I think the guy should resign. But Trump will not resign because he knows if he, if he resigns, he becomes a private citizen. And as a private citizen, he will be indicted and arrested. Right now, the only thing that's saving Donald Trump's ass is the presidency. As long as he's president, as long as he's president, he cannot be indicted, at least according to the Justice Department guidelines, he cannot be indicted. But once he is out of office, he knows he's going straight to Sing Sing. He's going straight to prison. There's no doubt about it. All all Mueller is doing, Bob Mueller, the special counsel into the Russian 2016 election, all that he's doing is is uh, compiling documentation where he's going to have to hand it over to Congress. Then Congress is going to have to make a decision whether they are going to impeach Donald Trump or not. But I can tell you this, if it's a Republican Congress, if he gets finished with his uh, investigation before the midterms, Republicans, no matter what Mueller says in his uh, documentation that he's going to be handing over to Congress about what what Donald Trump is guilty of. They're not going to impeach him. They're not going to do a damn thing. But however, the Democrats are going to do it all because the Republicans are saying right now that once the the Democrats take over the House of Representatives and probably the Senate, they're going to be investigating Donald Trump to the hilt. Democrats should investigate Donald Trump to the hilt. But do they actually need to investigate Donald Trump with so much shit coming out about him? They don't have to investigate anything. But they're going to do it because that's what they do. Every accusation, every accusation in a book or a magazine or an article or what somebody has said or even what they already know, they're going to investigate it. You write, Lindsey Graham. The Democrats are going to be investing Donald Trump to death, doing your job, doing the job of the Republican Congress, the job that you fucks did not do or refused to do, and you let him have his way with this country, destroying it because you are all about money. And another thing I think, I think the Mueller investigation, investigating Donald Trump, I think they should expand their investigation into Congress also because a lot of them jackasses need to be in prison. Lindsey Graham, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and a lot of them need to be in jail because a lot of them are traitors to this country also, just like Donald Trump is. They should be Involved in his investigation. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, this could already be happening. Maybe Mueller has already expanded his investigation into the members of Congress, this Republican Congress. And once we vote these guys out in November, 
please do not vote back in another Republican, no matter how much they plead, no matter how much they lie, no matter how much they try to say uh, they want your vote and that you're better for them than the other guy. Do not vote back in another Republican. Because I think they're doomed. I think they're doomed. And they know they're doomed. They know they will not ever again. They can't lead. The Republicans can't govern. They can't lead. They can't do anything. Only thing they can do is make themselves richer. And that's all they've done so far with Donald Trump is make themselves richer and make everyone else poor and say and to say this is good for the country. That always gets me. They make themselves richer, make everybody else poor, and then they say it's good for America. This is good for America. It's only good for one set of people, and that's the Republicans in Congress. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, Trump blames Democrats for 3,000 deaths <laughs> to, to uh, Hurricane Maria, uh, Puerto Rico. But We're talking about Puerto Rico. And he is saying that the the Florence storm is big and wet. Puerto Rico storm is – he's saying that the the Democrats uh, inflated the number to make him look bad. And actually, it wasn't 3,000. It was 16 people. Ah, How did we get this far in America? How did we get this far? How How did America become? America become this. Wow. And I'm hearing that Trump was slated for a visit over in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. And uh, he decided to cancel the trip in Dublin, Ireland, because every corner of Dublin, Ireland would be protesting him. Protest after protest. And uh, he decided to not not to go because they were protesting him. They would be protesting him. It doesn't matter what country Trump tries to visit in the world. They don't want him. They don't want him there. And if he does come, they're going to protest him until he's got the fuck out of there. They don't want Donald Trump in their country. Nowhere. He tries to go to Canada. Uh, a country he has uh, abolished. They don't want him. You see what happened over in London? It's going to be even worse when he goes try, tries to go some some other place abroad. They don't want him, so he sticks he stays his ass here and fuck over Americans because they don't want him in any other part of the world because he's a white supremacist. He's a racist. He's a pig. He's a dummy. He's an idiot. He's stupid. They don't want him. So they say, and they're looking at America and say, hey, you guys, you you better do something about him. Other countries are looking at Americans, the people. They're not talking to Congress. They're talking to to the people of America. You guys are going to have to do something about Donald Trump. You guys got to get him out of there. They're talking to the people, not to the government. And they're right. People are just waiting for one thing. We're waiting for the midterms to throw their asses out. Other people are saying, hey, maybe you should form a revolution. Storm the White House. Storm the Capitol. 
Maybe that's the only thing that these these rotten as Republicans know. But Americans are not going to do that. They're just going to use their voting power to vote these fuckers out. As a, and a, as I've said yesterday and on a lot of other shows, every American who is above the age of 18 should vote. If you are above the age of 18, 18 and above, let me put it that way, 18 and above, you should be, you should vote. What's going to stop you? What can stop you from voting if you are 18 and older? What's going to stop you? Above 18, 19, 20, 21, and so on and so on and so on, 91. What's going to stop you from voting? I mean, there's a lot of these kids out here who are turning 18. They remember the response from a lot of these school shootings. They're going to be voting. They said they were going to be voting. They're going to be voting. All of these kids who have just turned 18. And if they're 18 and, and they're 19 and they're 20 and they haven't voted yet, they're going to start. And that's a good thing. And that spells trouble for the for Mitch McConnell. Paul Ryan already, already said he's going to quit. He's, gonna, he's, running between, he's running with his tail between his legs, I want to say. He will not give the American people a chance of voting him, voting him out because he's not going to run again, which is great. So he's going to take his millions of dollars that he's gotten from us, stolen from us, with the help of Donald Trump, and he's going to run. And a lot of Republicans are like that. They're not going to run next. Uh, uh, they're not going to run anymore after the midterms. They're not going to run. They're going to take the money that Donald Trump gave them, made them rich, their pension, whatever, and they have it for life. And they're going to run. And they're going to sit back. They're not going to be in politics anymore. And they're going to sit back and criticize everything about what the Democrats and the American people are going to do with this government. They're going to criticize. They're going to be loud. But don't listen to it. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of crap. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, we are in some trying times here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep talking about this uh, storm out east. Uh, because it is just devastating. It's totally devastating. And uh, we're going to be on top of it. Um, And I want to say, once again, to those folks out there in harm's way, stay safe. If you have to evacuate, evacuate, leave. You you can always restart, rebuild at some other point in time in your life. You want to save your life. You want to take your kids, your family, mother, father, grandfather, you know, whatever. just uh, get out of harm. If they're saying uh, get out, then you get out. Because I'm hearing that uh, 70,000 and more are without power in North Carolina. But you know, you got some people who are going to be diehard and try to go down with the ship. I mean, if you don't want to go, you know, <laughs> you think you want to, you're ready to leave this earth. You want to go down with the ship. That's you. I mean, that's, that's your prerogative. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on 
Blog Talk Radio. Trump attacks his own team. That's that, that's all right. As usual, Donald stuff. Trump is unhinged about the uh, yeah. investigation uh, that the special counsel has against them. Uh, so it's going to be in a series of tweets, and then Jerry Falwell Jr. is going to join in. But it does take an extra maniacal twist here. So first, he starts on whatever lunatic conspiracy he's on today. He starts with the big story that the fake news media refused to report is low-life Christopher Steele's many meetings with Deputy Attorney General Bruce Orr and his beautiful wife, Nellie. Let's just pause. Why did he just mention the guy's wife and how attractive she is? <laughs> He's the President of the United States. That's... He's a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, we've gotten used to it, but could you imagine if Obama, in the middle of a tweet was like, uh, look, I think what's happening here is uh, inefficacious. That's the kind of words that Obama would use. Uh, By the way, uh, the guy I don't like, his wife is really hot. (laughs) What? Why would you say that out of nowhere? Right, anyway, it's Donald Trump. But let's get to the um, main event. So, bunch of nonsense, conspiracy, lunatic things. Okay, I hate the FBI. I hate the rule of law. I hate law enforcement. I got it. But then here comes the interesting part. He says... At the uh, end of this series of two tweets, he says, I have never seen anything so rigged in my life. Our attorney general is scared stiff and missing in action. It is all starting to be revealed, not pretty, uh, witch hunt, etc., right? He just said that his own attorney general, of course, Jeff Sessions, is scared stiff and missing in action. Now, I know that he's attacked Jeff Sessions before, and I know that we've gotten used to a president attacking his own attorney general, which previously was maniacal, unheard of, unprecedented. If you don't like your attorney general, you would do that in private, and you might want to actually take some action and fire him if it was legitimate. The reason he's not firing him, because it would look political, because it is political, because he said it over and over again. It's about his, uh, the attorney general letting uh, investigations of the president continue, which, by the way, is his job. I've got a million problems with Jeff Sessions. The only thing he's doing right is actually enforcing the law and letting the special counsel continue. But, I mean, it's just, okay, it's, but now he says that he's missing in action and he's scared stiff. Okay, so if you don't know, by the way, one of the reasons that he's doing this, other than because he can't help himself, is that, um, and it's, it, like, he shouldn't do it as a matter of optics because it looks like he's trying to do obstruction of justice which is exactly what he's trying to do. But one of the reasons he's doing it is to try to drive Jeff Sessions out, make the job so intolerable that out of pride he quits. So then he could go, okay, great, now I'll put in Rudy Giuliani or whatever hack to make sure that they fire the deputy attorney general and fire the special counsel. And then I'll go, oh, no, 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 no. We're just being fair and honest, right? And to his credit, Jeff Sessions won't quit. He's like, yeah, call me any name you like. I'm not quitting. Sad day for you. Okay, so... God bless, I can't believe I'm about to say this session, this sentence. God bless Jeff Sessions for that. I mean, these are crazy times. Jeff Sessions and I do not agree on anything. Okay, now, extra layer of crazy, Jerry Falwell Jr. comes in. These are the guys who pretend to care about uh, morality and Christianity. He's a uh, so-called evangelical leader. Uh, of course, they care about no such thing. He's the guy who posed with Donald Trump in Donald Trump's office with a cover of the Playboy with Donald Trump's face on it right next to them in the picture. Uh, of course, you know all of Donald Trump's uh, immorality and, and Falwell doesn't care and enthusiastically supports him. But now he comes in with this insane tweet. He says, are there any grown-ups with integrity left in the Department of Justice? 
Okay, good question. I mean, uh, uh, the people enforcing the rule of law. Hold on, let's keep going. He said, when I was a kid, I watched Republicans join Democrats to force Nixon out. Okay, so far so good. Agreed. So I guess he's saying that the Republicans should do their job and, and their oath to the Constitution and make sure they enforce the rule of law, right? No. It then takes a turn. Now Democrats won't join Republicans to lock up Comey, Lynch, or Rosenstein, Strzok, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and maybe even Jeff Sessions, despite damning evidence. (laughs) The lunatics are running the asylum. This leader of the evangelical community is saying we should lock up former President Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, and that the Democrats should join the Republicans in locking them up with actually no evidence at all. Nothing, based on absolutely nothing. And that they should lock up Rosenstein, which is Trump's deputy attorney general. But then on top of that, the cherry on top is now Trump's friends and allies are saying we should imprison his own attorney general. We can't get used to this. This is, this is insanity defined. We have a president who is mentally unstable and a bunch of fascist allies who will do anything and, yes, literally lock up their political opponents and trample upon the rule of law and make sure that they are not investigated and that they will go to the opposite extreme, that not only do they stop their own investigation, but they start an investigation on their opponents, the people that were actually following the law in the first place, and even lock up their own attorney general because he won't do their political bidding for them. If you're Jeff Sessions, you're any of his former colleagues in the Senate, you're another Republican, are you sure they're not going to come for you one day? They will lock up anybody that stands in their path, and they don't care about the law, they don't care about loyalty, they don't care about anything. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You
have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer. Donald Trump shocked even his harshest critics with his submission to Vladimir Putin this week, likely including my next guest. And joining me now for your moment of Maxine, Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. And Congresswoman, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Welcome. So were you, I think much of the country was surprised to actually see Donald Trump in action with Vladimir Putin and how submissive he was in public. What did you make of what, what happened in Helsinki? Well, I'm not surprised at all. As a matter of fact, I have for months uh, been trying to tell the American public and everybody else that this president is dangerous, uh, that he's in bed with Putin. Uh, someone said he wants to be like him, whatever. He will never, never condemn him uh, because of the relationship that they have. This didn't just start. This started a long time uh, before he was ever elected. Don't forget. This president cannot borrow money in the United States from any bank. This president is looking at Russia for his new money financial playground. He and all of his allies that I have told you are the Kremlin clan, uh, have been involved with Russia. When you name them and you think about them, why is it Manafort, Flynn, Wilbur Ross, Carter Page, Papadopoulos, all of his allies have connections with Russia, the Kremlin, and the oligarchs. This has been going on because this is their new money playground uh, that they want to develop. And the centerpiece of this is lifting the sanctions. I would wish people would focus on the sanctions. I think that's the agreement uh, that Putin had with this president in order to help him get elected. This president, I believe, has promised him that once he was elected, he would get those sanctions lifted. And you're going to watch. He's going to continue to try because Putin is saying to him, when is it going to happen? So he has a private meeting with him. We know what they talked about. I think I know what they talked about. They talked about lifting the sanctions. They talked about the upcoming elections. Uh, they talked about uh, all of the things that they could not talk about uh, in an email or on the phone. He had to go and meet with him in private so that he could talk about what he's going to do to follow through with what I, what I believe is his commitment to get those sanctions lifted. Don't forget, when Tillerson was there, Tillerson was there to help get the sanctions lifted. He just couldn't put up with this president. He found this president to be so outrageous uh, that he ended up leaving, but he came to be a part of helping to get these sanctions lifted. It's worth trillions of dollars. Everybody will make some money if he can get this done. Right now, Putin's hands are tied. He cannot get the equipment or the supplies that he needs to do the work because our allies are cooperating with us. So I'm not surprised about what happened in Helsinki. I'm not surprised about the private meeting. I'm not surprised about this president standing up for 
Putin. As a matter of fact, I think he is Putin's apprentice. He's wow. been under his toolage for a long time now, and he intends to get it done. And the American people are sitting idly by, and the Republican Party should be ashamed uh, that they're allowing this to happen. Uh, they have no guts. They have no courage. They're not standing up for America. I dare them to talk about how patriotic they are, uh, given of what they're allowing this president to do. Now they're all going to send out press releases saying, oh, we don't want you to invite Putin. Well, he's going to invite him unless the Congress of the United States and the Republicans really take some serious action. How many of the Republicans are saying, I won't come to the White House? I'm going to be outside demonstrating. How many of them saying, don't invite me to any dinner? You better not have a state dinner. How many are saying that they're just saying you shouldn't and we don't want you to do it? But I want to tell you, if they don't take strong action, to keep him from bringing him here, he's going to bring him here, and that will be another, another straw in his hat that he can point to and say, see, Mr. Putin, I'm moving this forward, what we talked about, what we're going to do. I'm going to get this done. And forget about what he did uh, with North Korea. Yeah. Uh, that's just a, an effort to say that I'm doing this with both countries, and that's just an effort to say that, see, I'm trying to create peace and relationships in different ways. But the fact of the matter is his focus is on Russia and lifting those sanctions, and you're going to see him. Good evening. I'm Erin Burnett. Out front tonight, how stupid does Trump think we Americans are? The president's excuse for his embarrassing press conference where he sided with Vladimir Putin over his own intelligence chiefs does not add up. We are learning tonight that driven by fear of resignations in the intelligence community, the president decided that he would say he misspoke during one of the multiple times that he took Putin's side against America in that press conference. And so, after meeting with top aides today, President Trump read from a prepared statement, offering up, frankly, what seems to be a dog-ate-my-homework excuse on how things went terribly wrong in Helsinki. In a key sentence in my remarks, I said the word would instead of wouldn't. The sentence should have been, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Sort of a double negative. So you can put that in, and I think that probably clarifies things pretty good by itself. No, it does not. It does not clarify anything. It doesn't even pass the smell test. So let me play for you again what the president said. 32 hours ago, what he's just referring to there. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. I don't see any reason why it would be. Okay, so everybody makes mistakes. Trump's explanation that he meant wouldn't instead of would might stand a chance of being plausible except for a few reasons, one of which is this. That was just one of multiple times in that same press conference that he sided with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. 
look, it is what it is. This is consistent what he's been, with what he's been saying over the past year. He said what he meant, and he said it again and again. The U.S. has been foolish. Putin was strong and powerful in his denials. It just makes it a bit absurd to say that the president just misspoke that one time on this whole would-wouldn't thing. Keep in mind, if he did misspeak, okay, this is the other issue, that one time, and, and none of the others where he expressed the same sentiment. He had 28 hours of condemnation from U.S. intelligence and his own party to correct the record. He failed to do so in any of those 28 hours. In fact, during that time, he conducted two interviews with Fox News. He tweeted nine times. His administration released talking points defending his performance at the summit. Not once did the president or his aides in 28 hours try to say that the president of the United States misspoke. Again, in one of the multiple times that he praised Putin and took his side. So the president's explanation does not add up, and neither does his assertion today that he accepts America's intelligence agency conclusion that Russia attacked the American 2016 election. Because today, even when he was reading a prepared script accepting the intelligence community's conclusions, the real Donald Trump reared his head. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. Uh, there's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people out there. That is true. But on this particular issue, no. Look, the thing is, and we all know it at this point, is that is what Trump really thinks, okay? Because he has said it before. Maybe there is no hacking, but they always blame Russia. And the reason they blame Russia is because they think they're trying to tarnish me with Russia. I'll go along with Russia. Could have been China. Could have been a lot of different groups. But also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds, okay? Maybe it was a 400-pound Russian. U.S. intelligence agencies do not blame other people. They don't talk about how many other people there are on this planet that possibly could have been uh, done this. No, this is very clear, right? It's Russia, not a 400-pound man, Putin, who is far from that. But the president of the United States is incapable of accepting this because at the very least we know this. He thinks it calls his election victory into question. Caitlin Collins is out front live at the White House tonight. And, Caitlin, you are learning a lot more about the scramble behind the scenes, the meeting at the White House uh, today uh, that the president attended to contain this damage. We are, Aaron. The president's big retreat came after his top national security advisors huddled today to try to figure out how to undo the damage that had been done in that press conference in Helsinki when the president embraced the Russian president over United States intelligence agencies. The Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the National Security Advisor John Bolton, and Vice President Mike Pence all huddled in the Situation Room today discussing what it was the president should say to try to clarify or try to fix what they could after there was severe backlash, not just uh, in Helsinki, but also back here in Washington in response to the president's remarks at that press conference after it became quite clear today, Aaron, that a tweet was not going to suffice to fix the damage that had been done here. We saw the president come out. He gave those very scripted remarks saying that it was simply a miscommunication. He said one word when he meant another. But Aaron, of course, if you watched that press conference, it doesn't nullify that the president did embrace Vladimir Putin several times and gave a lot of voice to his denials of election meddling. He did indeed, Caitlin. As you point out, when he came out today, it was scripted, except for when it wasn't, right? And it wasn't just what he said. We've pointed out some of the issues with that, but also what he left out, right? 
Yeah, quite a stunning contrast in the president's off-the-cuff remarks yesterday when he was asked questions by reporters, was not given any advice by advisors on how to answer those questions. And then today when we saw him sitting there in the cabinet room reading off several sheets of paper, and the cameras, of course, zoomed in on these remarks of the president, and you could see in his classic Sharpie that he uses to mark up papers right there, you can see the president crossing out one line where it said something about bringing people involved in election meddling to justice and adding another line in all caps in a black sharpie that is the president's handwriting to say there was no collusion because of course the president didn't come out today and just say he did believe our intelligence agencies even though he contradicted them in the next breath he had to make clear he got his argument in there that there was no collusion collusion aaron all right thank you very much caitlin uh, pretty stunning i don't know something about seeing that in black and white on the paper after it was prepared what he added and what he took out says so much. Out front now, senior political analyst Mark Preston, April Ryan, White House correspondent for American Urban Radio Networks, and Steve Hall, who was the CIA chief of Russia operations and has spent a lot of time in Moscow. Um, thanks to all. So, Mark, uh, look, we now know the president is the one who went in the room and said, I've got this idea, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to say I misspoke. But I'm only going to say I misspoke once, not any of the other times where I expressed uh, pretty much the same sentiment. I mean, I I say this, and I'm not saying it tongue-in-cheek. How stupid does he think we are? Well, short answer is that he thinks we're very stupid. And uh, in many ways, you can't argue against that. He has gotten away with this ever since he came down that escalator when he announced his presidency. We have seen him time and time again say one thing uh, that is outrageous, that causes anger. Uh, then he turns around and acts like he never said it. Now, the problem that we're facing right now, Aaron, is that he enjoys an 80% approval rating amongst Republicans. Mm -hmm. So when we're attacking Republicans on Capitol Hill for not doing enough, uh, in many ways, they're flummoxed. They're running scared. They don't know how to deal with Donald Trump. In many ways, he has become a president on his own without any allies, that yeah. the only people that are supporting him right now are those who fear him. And, 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 and the question is here, April, is whether all of this will matter. I mean, you know, you heard Caitlin just go through, right, what he added. There was no collusion, but what he crossed out. And that's mm -hmm. what I want to ask you about, right? Mm -hmm. These are prepared remarks. He goes and he reads them. He was supposed to read uh, one that said uh, anyone involved in that meddling to justice, you know, brought to justice, mm -hmm. right? And he, he, he mm -hmm. took that out. Yeah. Uh, anyone Aaron, involved in collusion. Yeah. How telling is that? It's very telling. Words matter. And I mean, Aaron, think about this. When the president goes off script, he's rogue and he causes mass pandemonium. Look at what happened in Charlottesville. He went off script. It yeah. took him five or six times to, to, to correct it because the nation was in an uproar. Now the world is in an uproar for what he said. When a president speaks, speaks, it's strategic. You have people who go through and vet what the president says at least 20 or so times before it's, it's delivered. And that's in a prior White House. This time the president went off script when he was in Helsinki Monday. This president uh, supported Vladimir Putin. He, he basically uh, said, I trust you without verification. The words of a president are strategic, and the words of the president are important. They shape markets, they create peace, they create war, and they also help with our lives. So when this president goes back and changes it a day later, understanding Republicans and Democrats are upset and the world community is laughing. And this president says things like, you know, you're unpatriotic for this. People are saying what he did was unpatriotic. He cannot change what he's already done. History is showing it. So, Steve, you know, even when he said, I accept the intelligence community's assessment, 
he had to add, ad-lib, uh, the caveat. And let me just uh, play part of it again for you. I accept our intelligence community's conclusion that Russia's meddling in the 2016 election took place. Could be other people also. And he continued to say there's lots of other people. That is not the conclusion of the intelligence agencies. What's the reaction there? Uh, you know, it can't be anything but, uh, I mean, my, my former colleagues in the intelligence community, not just CIA, but NSA and all these other places that, that also do very important and very difficult work against the Russian target. It's some of the most difficult stuff that we do. And to hear the president, you know, in almost a hostage, you know, letter reading type of situation say, okay, okay, yes, they were right. But then again, there might have been others as well. It, it's not something that, that increases morale. It's not something that you go home in the evening as an intelligence officer and say, I'm doing really hard stuff, but it's worth it. It's really, it's, it's got to be bad for morale. It's really interesting how you but, put it. But like Aaron, Aaron reading, hold, hold on one second, April. I'm just saying to, to Steve, like a hostage reading situation. Yeah. He seemed extremely uncomfortable reading that. Yeah, and, and I think it's also against the backdrop of, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people, certainly at least at CIA, who remember him, uh, you know, referring to the agency as, you know, Nazi-like. Uh, and, and all of this thing, people don't forget these things, especially the ones who are doing the hardest work, uh, which is against these hard targets like the Russians. And it's just, it's just really debilitating, I think. Right. April? Aaron, from day one, this president has had a hard time dealing with the intelligence community. I mean, look at what just happened with uh, General McMaster. He let him go um, because he did not agree with him. And this man is, is, has known the world, traveled the world. He's been in military. He knows intelligence. Then not only that, just, just think about from the moment this president came in, he did not like receiving a book of intelligence every day. He needed bullet points. He didn't want to go through it every day. He didn't want to do what other presidents did. He did not want to accept the intelligence intelligence from the intelligence community to give to him so he could understand the lay of the land of the world. And if he would have read it like a book, he may have been able to change what he did Monday. I mean, Mark, this is the kind of thing that he would ordinarily call fake news, right? Oh, you guys are so fake. You're acting like I, I took a line out and you're acting like I added a line. Well, except for now there's camera proof, right? Because he left his notes in front of him and, they, and, and now we can zoom in and you can see, right? There it is. There was no collusion. Um, he, may, he, he added that in. Uh, and then made the point again and again. Here he is. There was no collusion at all. And people have seen that and they've seen that strongly. The House has already come out very strongly on that. A lot of people have come out strongly on that. Furthermore, as has been stated and we've stated it previously and on many occasions, uh, no collusion. Is that what this is all about, Mark? I mean, is it really about just that one thing? He feels delegitimized by it, and so he just, that's the only point that he cares about? Yes, 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 yes. And, and can we just stop for a second and, and just, and just kind of laugh at President Trump for the fact that he had to write no collusion down on a piece of paper? Because that he has been saying that over and over again. Well, we know he's not going to forget the point. Right. How could he forget it? Why did he need to write it? But, but, but really, on a serious note, right, and I'm just sitting there and, and I'm looking at Steve sitting at that desk who has devoted all his life you know, uh, to try to protect the United States from Russia. And now he's seeing a president absolutely unravel it. And for Republicans out there that might be watching, 
let's forget about the politics uh, of all this. Let's forget about the policies that he might be pushing. Let's just look at the conduct in office. And if you've got to go and talk about Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush mm. helping to bring down communism to, 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 yeah. to, to, to disable the Soviet Union, then you certainly can't be supportive of President Steve, Trump. Steve, quickly before we go, we know that part of the reason he did this today was he was afraid of resignations, right? Dan Coates obviously coming out with his own statement without the White House signing off on it, uh, going against the president yesterday. How real is that fear of resignation? I think it must be. Hey, everybody, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now in session. The finest Internet radio talk show and podcast in the land of Illinois on the north side of the great, great city of Chicago. You are now on the air. Fun time, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Have a great time. Sleeping.
bad political numbers pile up on Donald Trump. They are scared shitless. Those folks, those congressmen, representatives, and even senators in Congress, Republicans, they're scared shitless. They, they are so afraid of being blown out in a couple of months uh, with this blue wave. They are shaking in their boots. Okay, the pre-midterms mood in the majority ranks, Republicans, is grim with President Donald Trump's approval rating slipping, 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 and slipping as the Democrats as the Democrats, Democrats um, are increasing. And Donald Trump says he wants to run in 2020. He will not be the Republicans' nominee in 2020. You can believe that. <laughs> you can believe that. So, in all estimation, in all guessing, and in all re- and in all reality, Donald Trump will be a one-term president if he makes it to 2020. He will be a current president because with all of this shit surrounding him, uh, all of these investigations, indictments, these books, the bullshit he says, uh, and more, six, six investigations and probably more lawsuits uh, somewhere else, how can he survive? They don't want – they're not going to choose Donald Trump as their uh, uh, candidate in 2020. Donald Trump will say things like, well, I'll make you more money. I'll get you money. I'll put money in your pocket. Uh, he's going to do uh, – he's going to say those kinds of things to Republicans to get them to uh, vote for him and make him their candidate in 2020. But I don't think that's going to work because Donald Trump has said things like that very similar um, – in the terms of saying that uh, you can't impeach me. Remember all of those times he was talking about uh, not being impeached, that he should not be impeached. And he said something to the fact that you can't impeach me. If you impeach me, you're all going to be poor. So it's all about the money here, folks. It's all about the money trail. No, Donald Trump will not be the, Demo- uh, the the Republicans nominee in 2020, Donald Trump will be, if he makes it to 2020 as president, that's if he makes it, and that's a great big if because all of this shit swirling around him like I just got through saying, if he makes it, and he could make it, and he's limping toward 2020. Um, and if he does make it, they he will not be their nominee. Because at that point, if he makes it to 2020, the Democrats will hopefully, hopefully uh, control both houses, if not one. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it looks bad for Donald Trump, and it looks even bad for the Republicans who are kissing his ass. It looks bad for them, uh, and it is bad for them. Um, you got Manafort ready to turn on Donald Trump. I mean, Michael Cohen has already done it. Uh, Stormy Daniels, 
uh, McDougal. I mean, you just go down the list of these folks. Remember Donald Trump, the pussy grabber? Remember the uh, Access Hollywood tape? And they're trying to say now that uh, this uh, Supreme Court nominee who they want to sit on the Supreme Court for a lifetime appointment, this guy allegedly uh, has a uh, sexual conduct uh, uh, mistreatment under him. Something to that effect. I'm reading it here. So, you know, I'm saying allegedly, so I don't know. It hasn't been proven that there's and, and it's been sent to a lot of the and they're they're saying he lied under oath and they're saying that in some cases uh Kavanaugh committed perjury at some point and somewhere in his life. Uh, uh you know, so we have to wait to see what happens on that. But it uh, because it's saying here that Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, refers a Kavanaugh matter to the FBI. Wow, that is really dramatic. So this guy, I don't know, if the Democrats fight, 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 they can stop this Trump appointee from sitting on the court and turning back everything. Right now, I can hear the Republicans saying, well, he's being mistreated so badly. He, they should, the Democrats are stonewalling. Hey, what did you do? What what did you do to Obama's pick for the Supreme Court? Even though I do think Obama could have seated this guy, but he played by the Republican rule and and Garland was not seated. Maverick Gar- Garland, I believe I'm pronouncing his name correctly. But anyway, Manafort uh plea deal is close. That means he's he is about to flip on Donald Trump. As, as I've said before, I think Donald Trump should resign, even though he will be going to prison if he does. Because the reason why we haven't got any indictments on Donald Trump so far is because his presidency is saving his ass. The Department of Justice is saving his ass. They're saying that, uh, and in, they're saying that a sitting president cannot be indicted. That that's uh, set of that's a set of guidelines that that's on the uh, Department of Justice book books. I think it's BS. I, that's what I think it is. I think it, it's almost saying like he's above the law, that he can't be indicted. A, a president is above the law, so he can't be indicted. So I think it's bullshit. I think uh, I think he will be indicted, whether he's indicted. Uh, as president or he's indicted as a uh, private citizen, he will be indicted. And and at some point, Mueller may not agree with what the justice guidelines are that a uh, sitting president cannot be indicted. Mueller just may come with an indictment. The hell with it. Because uh, saying that a sitting president cannot be indicted, it's just like it's almost saying that a president is somewhat above the law, not all the way, but somewhat. Well, can he be subpoenaed to sit down and talk to Mueller? I think that can happen. I think that can happen. Donald Trump doesn't want to sit down with Robert Mueller. His lawyers doesn't want uh, him to sit down with Robert Mueller because they know that Donald Trump is going to flat out lie. And it will not be a perjury trap. Donald Trump will just flat the fuck out lie because this is what he is, a bone-faced liar. And you know that, and I know that. 
whether you're a Trump supporter or not. As I've said before, I don't care too much for Trump supporters. If you support some guy like this, <laughs> it's something wrong with your marbles. You've lost your screws if you support this guy. Believe me. I've gotten uh, calls from Trump supporters on this show. And I just abruptly just disconnect them, hang up on them, because I don't want to hear that bullshit. This man is just ridiculous. Dumb, stupid, you, you, you name it. And the way he tries to go after his critics. Just think of, just think of this. He has critics all around the world. Every time someone, every time he tries to go overseas somewhere to visit some other country, there's always protests every corner of that city or that state that he's going to. They don't want him there. Those people are critics. They're critics. They're critical of him. They don't want him in their country. Why don't he go after them? He's going to go after us. He's a bully. He tries to scare us with, well, you stop saying those nasty things about me. He threatens people here. As if he did, as if he did a lot of those uh, uh, Democrats who are not in office, like John Brennan, took away his security clearance. Yet he hasn't taken any, taken any more security clearances that he had threatened to do. Trump always threatening to do something, but in the end he doesn't do it. For example, he's threatened to sue so many people. Leading up to his presidency, leading up to uh, his inauguration, the guy was threatening to sue so many people. And one or two years, one, one, one and a half years or two years in, in his presidency, he's still threatening to sue people. Donald Trump is not going to sue anybody. If he, is, if, if he was going to sue anybody, there would have been papers drawn up. There, there would have been a date and time. For the trial or, or hearing or whatever. Donald Trump settles out of court. That's why a lot, of, a lot of times we don't hear or see anything about some of these lawsuits against him. He settles out of court quietly. He have his goons go there and pay off the plaintiff or pay off the client or something to keep her mouth shut. And that's it. You don't hear anything about it. There's, uh, there are so many people probably in his circle that have signed disclosure agreements it's pathetic because he pays them off and then he has they sign some sort of agreement not to say anything uh, and that's it i believe that's why you haven't seen so many of these lawsuits against donald trump go through because he pays them off he settles out of court which is totally legal totally legal Okay, once again, Trump blames Democrats for 3,000 deaths due to a hurricane because it made him look bad. Jesus Christ. Is everything about Trump? People dying, people suffering, people at memorial services. Uh, is everything about a about Trump. It's always about him. About him. I'm pretty sure he's going to be running to one of these rallies. He may be at a rally right now. We don't know. A rally. He goes to these rallies for a couple of things. He goes to these rallies whenever he gets his ass in a tight spot. 
He goes to these rallies so he can hear people yell and scream his name and give him praise. That's the only thing he goes to these rallies for, his ego. Because his, his ego get blasted out here when he says something dumb and stupid like uh, Florence, the hurricane, is big and wet. He gets blasted, and he and, and Robert, uh, Rob, not we call him Bob. We don't call him Robert. <laughs> Bob Woodward's book tore a hole in Trump's ass, and he's out now trying to distract you away from reading that book, reading about him and his administration, reading about you know someone who was there. Now he's threatened to sue Bob Woodward. Threatened. He's not going to sue Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward has too many tapes. He has too much evidence, too much proof uh, on what he's written. And a lot of these guys and girls who claim that they didn't, they didn't say what they say in Woodward's book, they're lying. They're trying to save their jobs. They're trying to save face. They, they're trying to save their asses from Donald Trump. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Okay, we're going to see uh, what's uh, Diane Feinstein. I think she should retire, too. I think she's around 80 years old, not 85. Why do people stay so long in Congress, in politics? I mean, I can't think of this guy's name, but he was 95 years old and still in Congress. They had to wheel him in a wheelchair, in and out in a wheelchair. 95. What is it about politics that makes people want to stay forever? I don't know, but I can tell you this. The Republicans, they're not going to stay forever, even if they want to. The reason why Paul Ryan is getting out, (laughs) the reason why Paul Ryan is getting out, because he knows that he will not be voted back in. He knows that his constituency, they don't want him there anymore. And he's a representative from Wisconsin. They, that's what he knows. Hopefully a Democrat will take his place. I'm hearing that Paul Ryan is around 45 years old. In a lot of circles, that's very young. That's young to be a politician. He's a young politician. 40, 45, 46, that's young. And getting out of politics right now, it's, it's questionable because – this is where he became a millionaire. In politics, politics have made him a millionaire, taking money from the NRA, taking money from um, uh, the poor. So he's getting out of politics, but you know what? And a lot of them are getting out of politics, but you know what? They're not going away broke. They're not going away poor. They're not going away middle class. They're going away millionaires and billionaires, pocketing your money and my money and the NRA money and lobbyist money. So they're not going away broke. So you can't feel sorry for any of them. But they know one thing. They know they broke the law and they know they have been corrupt and they know they're assholes. They know that. They know they have not been listening to you. They know they, that, that they have not list, been listening to their constituency or the people of the, 
of the United States, they've been listening to their party. It with the Republicans, it is right now, it's always party over country instead of country over party. This is this what makes them corrupt and jackasses. Because it's party over country. And Mueller is doing what a lot of us think he should be doing, and that is following the money. He should expand his investigation into Congress. Maybe it's something that he's already doing. Uh, Maybe it's something that you and I, we don't have to tell him to do. I mean, he's an FBI man. Uh, But there's no doubt about it that his investigation should go beyond Trump and into a lot of these guys and girls in Congress who have met with the Russians, who have colluded with the Russians, who have also obstructed justice. They have also obstructed justice. It's right there. It's right. It's right out there in the open, if I can say it. I mean, when they obstruct justice, they do it right out there where millions and millions of people can see it and hear it. Because why? They think they're above the law. They think they're above the law. But I believe Bob Mueller is going to come out in a week or so or, or as soon as the midterms are over and let these fuckers know that they are not above the law. They are not above the law. Hi, I'm Shannon Martin from Podbean, and I'm here today to talk about monetizing.
interesting week here in the United States, and no, not just because of the stupid Omarosa tapes. What's really stupid right now is the fact that we have Democrats, liberals out there, trying to defend the honor of a man like John Brennan. In case you're not familiar with it, earlier this week, Donald Trump stripped John Brennan of his security clearance. Brennan was CIA director uh, for many years under Barack Obama. He also worked in the uh, national security offices during the Bush administration. And Trump revoked his security clearance this week, even though Brennan had retired and was no longer part of the federal government. And yeah, he did it for political reasons, because he was scared of Brennan, because Brennan was criticizing him. The way Donald Trump did this was 100% wrong and could end up getting Donald Trump in a lot of trouble. And if you want to talk about the issue, that's the part you should focus on, right? That what Donald Trump did was unethical. He's going after his political enemies, and that's going to cause him more trouble than it's going to save him. But that's not what a lot of liberals are out there talking about right now, and it's driving me insane. They're trying to stick up for John Brennan and say, oh, this is so sad. This is so horrible. Listen to me. John Brennan should be sitting in prison right now for the rest of his life. And he should have been there already for roughly 10 years. John Brennan was one of the architects of the George W. Bush administration's uh, extradition and torture policies. That is what this man did. 
in the Bush administration. That's why he withdrew his own name to be CIA director under Bush, because he knew he'd never get to that position because of how he supported the extradition program, shipping these alleged terrorists over to black sites so we could torture them and no one would know about it. He knew he'd never get confirmed, so he withdrew his name, went to work for the National uh, Security Agency, where he didn't have to be confirmed, and that's where he continued these horrible policies that ruined lives, uh, helped make the war on terror even worse for the United States, and ruined America's standing with the rest of the world. That is who John Brennan is. This man may not have, quote, deserved to have his security clearance revoked by Donald Trump, but he damn sure deserved to have his security clearance revoked by someone, not for the reasons Donald Trump did. Now, let's be clear. Donald Trump is probably one of the worst human beings in the United States today, if not the worst. I'm sure there's probably some really horrible people out there committing atrocious crimes that are probably worse than him, but I am willing to say he's at least top five. He is a horrible human being, does not deserve to be president of the United States, is corrupt as hell. But John Brennan is too. So can we stop with this defense of him? Can we stop acting like we forgot all of the horrible things that happened during the Bush administration? Just because Bush opposes Trump doesn't mean we suddenly embrace Bush. And the same thing with John Brennan. Hell, even the GoFundMe for Peter Strzok, the fired FBI agent, that thing's almost up to $500,000. Yeah, Peter Strzok didn't deserve to be fired, but he also doesn't deserve half a million dollars. I don't understand what's happening with some members of the, the liberal movement here in the United States, but it's unrecognizable at this point. Peter Strzok, I don't know how he was as an FBI agent. I'm assuming he was pretty decent. I wasn't moved by any of the text messages or emails or testimony. I don't think the man did anything wrong. Shouldn't have been fired. Again, another political move by this administration. But he's also an adulterer. All right, let's not forget about that. Yeah, you know, people cheat on their wives all the time, can't hold it against them, whatever. I kind of do. It lets you know a little bit about their character. And yet now we're giving him half a million dollars because we feel sorry for him. People get fired every day. I mean, Peter Strzok's not in any danger of losing his home. You know, he's not now struggling to pay medical bills. And yet there's millions of people every day who lose their jobs that are going to end up losing their homes. They're going to end up not being able to pay their bills, have their cars repossessed, uh, homes foreclosed on. Medical bills are going to go to collections and they're going to get threatening calls and letters every day. Some of them are going to get sued because of it. So how about we work on helping those people? How about we save our sympathy for those people instead of people like John Brennan and Peter Strzok? Donald Trump is a horrible human being. And what he did by stripping the security clearance was incredibly unethical. And again, probably going to get him in a lot of trouble, which he absolutely deserves. But that doesn't mean that a guy like John Brennan is completely innocent in all this. His security clearance should have been revoked in early 2009 when he was sent to prison. But neither of those things... All righty. George Walter Jr. is back on Blog Talk Radio, broadcasting straight up out of Chicago, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all of your kind words about the show. And some people uh, have so not so kind words about the show. But uh, as I've always said, try to give uh, constructive criticism, you know, 
if, you, if there's something mentioned on the show you want to talk about, hey, let's let's go at it. You know, let's have at it. Okay, uh, Donald Trump is. Uh, I'm thinking that he is at a. I don't know. He could be at a rally. He may not be at a rally, but he's probably somewhere. <laughs> Soaking his chops or something. I mean, he is really being blasted now for the criticism that he made about Puerto Rico. Uh, and that criticism is that the Democrats inflated the three thousand dollar, the three thousand dollar, the three thousand um, death toll number in Puerto Rico to make him look bad. That's just awful. So people dying make him look bad. This this man looks bad. Uh, one a poster said uh, Donald Trump makes himself look bad. Nobody makes no one makes Donald Trump looks bad. Donald Trump makes Donald Trump looks bad, and Trump will be Trump no matter what. I mean, I, I, there are times I I mean I think a few months back I I heard Donald Trump do the State of the Union address. He was reading from a teleprompter, and we all said at that moment. That's not Donald Trump. And the next day, Donald Trump became Donald Trump. I mean, everything just went out the fucking window the day after that state of <laughs> the state of the union address, if you remember it. You know, and it, it's been like that ever since with Donald Trump. He goes out here and makes some stupid statements, some stupid exactly ex- stupid statements, accusations, if I can say it. Uh, and and he expects to get away with it. No, Donald Trump, you will not get away with it. The American people will hold you accountable. If Congress doesn't, and it seems like they're never going to hold you accountable, the American people will hold you accountable, and the American people will hold Congress accountable. So I want to say to the folks out there, thanks for listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're just about off. We're going to be back here next week, if not tomorrow. <laughs> we did book a show for tomorrow, but we don't know if we're going to do it or not. It, it, it could happen. It may not happen. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to have a slew of guests on the show talking about a whole host of different things. Even I'm going to learn something, right? All righty, uh, we've been talking about Donald Trump and his – and another thing I want to say, I want to skip Trump for a second. I want to say uh, another prayer for those folks out there on the East Coast in the, uh, in the harm's way of this uh, Florence, this hurricane. Let's hope, let's hope that Trump does the right thing for this hurricane. He says he's – on it, he's 100% on top of Florence, the latest one on the East Coast. We'll see. We'll see because he show fucked up Puerto Rico. And he even fucked up more when he said the numbers were inflated by Democrats to make him look bad. Wow. This man never stops. Just when you think Donald Trump couldn't get any lower, he gets lower than that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to say uh, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great morning. Have a great weekend. Where, whatever, wherever you might find yourself listening to the show, a podcast here, a podcast there, uh, you have a great one. All right. God bless you. And we love you here at the George Wilder Jr. Show. Bye bye, everybody. Take care. 